Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday. How's everybody doing today? I can hear you. I can hear you hollering. Yes, it's Friday. Woohoo, right? Okay. Well, I'm excited that it's Friday as well. I'm going to go ahead and post a banner here real quick because we have that program going on our Patreon. So I want to get that up. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Just trying to get the right buttons to push. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong, and we've grown and added like 10 more investigators. So we're, now we're like 55 strong up and down the state, which means we can get you from any location in the state. But, but California is a big state, and a lot of people don't realize that. And, yes, I'm getting WD-40. Uh, California is a huge state, and people think of us, you know, like Hawaii with surfers and all that. It is like that. There's parts of our West Coast that are like that, starting from San, starting from San Francisco all the way down, you know, to uh, Baja California, really, Mexico and all that. But there's also areas where they have to wear wetsuits because the water is so cold. But anyway, we do have that. However, our inland stuff is where it takes off. I mean, we've got a lot of area that's just open area, you know, rural open area, farmland. We've got mountains. We've got valleys. We, we you know. We've got deserts. We've got high desert. So it may take us a couple days to get to you. But in that case, we have people on staff like Nancy, Karen Clark, Trish Dolis, you know, psychics on our staff, Sarah Hennigan, people like that, who could call you. And in most cases, if there is, so, you know, if there is something going on in your house or business or whatever, they can calm things down for you until we can get out there. So it doesn't usually take us more than two or three days to get out there. But, uh, you know, we will take care of you no matter what. All right. That being said, there's going to be some changes to the show starting probably maybe Sunday. The intro of the sh to the show is definitely going to change. Um, it's going to be a lot shorter than what it is now. Also, any of these little ad things I'm doing, like when I talk about Patreon and different stuff, that's all going to be put towards, like, mid-show and, you know, stuff to kind of like a little breaks. And it's going to be... Um, coming up on slides and stuff like that. It was voiceover. So uh, I don't have to say all that at the beginning of the show and get, you know, we get things rolling with the show, right? Because we want to we, we want to get you involved with these shows. And I know it's hard because I, I continue and blah, 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 blah. And by that, you're, you're ready to fall asleep with your nose in the coffee or whatever. So that's all that's going to be shifting away too. So we're making all, I'm making all these changes. All right. Let's talk about today's show. Today's show, Karen Clark is with us. Karen Clark's been with this team forever. And, um, I mean, I've been doing this for 18 years with my own team. And I think Karen Clark's been with us for 14 of those 18 years, maybe 15. And so we've worked with her on a lot of cases. And she's a very, very good medium. And the reason why is because, don't worry about Nancy. Nancy will be back. But Nancy had cataract surgery this week. And so she's kind of, she can't see. She can't see. She can do other stuff, but she can't see. And next week she's going to have the, she had one eye done this week. She's going to have the other eye done next week. So she won't be here next week either. Karen Clark will be here next week as well. But, uh, you know, it's a missed opportunity for me, right? Because Nancy can't see. You know, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like uh, 
<laughs> going on 10. So me, you know, Nancy could be sitting there and I could be doing this and all these things and, eh, you know, and she couldn't see me. But, oh, well, I'll have to get over that. I can always sit at this tape and be going, eh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's what's going on. So she could still, uh, she, she could still do readings, but uh, as far as, like, doing research, you know, like the research she does for this show and the research Karen did for the show today, she just can't do that because she can't see. So that's why Nancy's going to be absent the next two Fridays, this Friday and next Friday. That being said, if you are watching from Facebook today and you like what you hear and see and you haven't done so already, hit that follow button because we're, we're always looking for followers. If you are watching from YouTube, same thing, uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, we have over 800 videos at YouTube, all of this show, and uh, I have them in categories. So if you're into Nancy Mass or you're into UFOs or whatever it is you're into, just click on that folder and they'll all pop up and you can peruse till the cows come home, right? All right, so that's there. And please, during the show, and this goes for both Facebook and for YouTube, please be sure to comment in the chat room. Please be sure to uh, throw us some thumbs up if you like the show and all that other stuff, because what that does is it moves us into the higher FYP at Facebook and, and YouTube, and the computers see that, and they move us out to a lot more people. So that gets, that, that gets us out, right? And especially YouTube, because I'm looking to get 1,000 subscribers before the new year. Okay, we're shooting. Christmas would be nice, right? I'm at 745 right now, so we're real close. See if we can get those, those last 260 subscribers. You know, but by the end of the year, it would be great. Uh, but um, I want to thank you all for coming today. And I think we're going to have a great show. Karen will not be on camera today. She'll be on camera next week. But we do have her lovely voice to talk, and she has... Been excited about doing this and doing research, and so we're going to be talking about dreams and dreams inter and, and, uh, interpretation. I know I don't know about you, but boy, I have, I've had some wild dreams the last couple of weeks. It's, it's, it's been wild. I don't know if it's the stress from you know politics or, or stuff that's going on in the world, but ugh, boy, have I had some dreams. Anyway, without further ado, we're going to bring Karen in and get this show going. And Karen can tell you a little bit about herself because again, she is this. She's this, she's one of the best mediums I know. You know, and uh, I know quite a few. And uh, Karen, Nancy, Matt, you know, people that I hold in high regard and Bender, you know, people like that that I hold in high regard. And if I missed you, Trish, or anybody, I, I didn't mean to because I, I, I have a high respect for all of you and I hold you all in high regard. Anyway, but let's bring Karen in and say hello. Here we go. Hello. Hi, it's Princess Maria. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Tell everybody about you so they know your background. Hmm. Well, let's see. Um, when I was really young, I had a lot of paranormal experiences and things that happened to me that were that just kind of hit me like a two by four where I knew that I had this gift. My mom has uh -huh. it too. Very strong. And I think I, and my dad had it too, but I think I get a lot of it from my mom's side. Uh -huh. um, I got to work on those arms. Huh? Um, anyways, I've been a nurse. I'm a retired nurse. Uh, I like to do writing. I write poems. I like to uh, advocate goodness for the world. 
Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. It's all good. You sound great. Yeah, you, you oh, sound great. Okay. It's all good. Okay. So anyways, I like to do um, a lot of writing, artwork. Um, I love to sing. Um, I just like to spread kindness in the world, which we need desperately. Uh-huh. However... About the dream interpretation, it was a really fun research project for me because I came across a lot of topics that I think every human on the face of this earth have probably had dreams about. So. So let's get going and talk about this. I'm excited. Let's rock and roll. Me me too. The show is yours. Have at it. Oh my. Okay. Superstar. All righty here. I'm going to pull this up. <laughs> Watch All you right. guys. She's, multi- she's multitasking on us. Yes, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Michael's multitask. Not so much for me. Okay. <laughs> so, refer sites. Everything is written down for referred sites. And so, that'll be online. So, um, it's always important to uh, document who you got your pure bird literature from. Uh-huh. So we'll start off. What do dreams mean? There's many ways a dream can be interpreted, but there are some standard peer review scientific studies that show what common dreams mean. Okay. We've all had that dream of falling. Have you? Absolutely. There dreams about falling from great heights are very common. Well, There's a popular myth that if you hit the ground in your dream, you will die in real life. It simply is not true. So what exactly could a dream about falling really mean? According to many popular dream interpretations and at least one study, falling dreams are a sign that something in your life isn't going well. It might suggest that you need to rethink a choice, for instance, or consider a new direction in some area of your life. Um, it's also a symbol of fear in real life, uh, perhaps failing at work or in your love life. According to Russell Grant, and he's the author of Illustrated Dream Dictionary, he adds that falling often expresses a need to let yourself go more and enjoy life more. So have you ever had a dream of falling? Do you, you know, typically when I have a dream of falling, it's like right when I'm falling asleep, I'm drifting off, and then I fall, and then I catch myself, and I reawake. See, I fall into water. It's always like the ocean. I mean, it's usually from a real, real high place, like like, like I'm falling out of an airplane or something, or I, or I drive off a cliff or something like that, but it's always in the ocean, so I don't even well, know what that fun. means. You could swim with the dolphins that way. There we go. With me... Because- it's always I'm falling off of a cliff. Okay. A cliff, yeah. Okay, next. All right. We have, we, we've all had the dreaded dreams about being naked in public, right? Right. Okay. It's an awkward dream. Um, it, it could be you show up at school or office in your birthday suit. Um, dreaming about being naked is hardly unusual. 
According to Penny Pierce, the author of Dream Dictionary for Dummies, suggests that dreaming of public nudity might indicate that you feel like a phony or that you are of or that you are afraid of revealing your imperfections and shortcomings. Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember that Brady Bunch episode where uh, Marsha was taking her driving test? And she dreamt, and and then the the teacher, the driving ed teacher, told her to. I can't exactly remember, but they told her that she has to remember to picture everybody naked. Yeah, yes. I thought that was hysterical. Anyways, have you ever had a dream about being naked in public? Never. Oh, lucky you. I waited tables for years, putting myself through nursing school. And I can tell you, I've had many dreams, waiting tables, and being naked, waiting to <laughs> There you go. The comes with the coffee, tea, or me. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> dreams about being chased. Okay. Okay. These are terrifying dreams. And many people can experience all these type of dreams. Um, I what I got according to Tony Crisp, author of Dream Dictionary, suggests that being chased in a dream might indicate a desire to escape from your own fears or desires. Mm -hmm. The key to understanding what such a dream might mean depends partly on the identity of your pursuer. If it is an animal, it might be hiding from your own anger, passions, and other feelings. Mm -hmm. An unknown chaser. If your pursuer is a mysterious unknown figure, it might represent a childhood experience or past trauma. A member of the opposite sex. Chris suggests that this means you are afraid of love or haunted by a past relationship. Mm. Okay, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Let me go to the next topic. Well, hang on, hang on. Before we move yeah, on, yeah. before we move on, I have one that was reoccurring when I was a kid. And I'm not, I wasn't being chased as so much as maybe stalked. It was a weird dream in that part of it came true. That's what was so creepy about it. That I was under, I have my dining room area, and it used to be part of the garage, and I was uh, in my dream. I was a little kid. I was under the dining room table hiding. And there were these windows at the top of my wall in the dining room. And I could see a dark man, like a shadow person, with the shadow person hat on, walking around the outside of my house. I could see that. I could see his shoulders all the way up through his hat. And I had that reoccurring dream for years and years and years. Go to work one day. And this is like 20 years later, 25 years later, go to work one day, come home. And there were windows right where my, right where they were in my dream. Go figure. Wow. But no, no shadowy man, thank God. But yeah, but yeah, you know, but it's right. And when I walked to the door, I was in absolute shock. Wow. All right. Continue. Sorry. Well, I hope you weren't drinking anything. I mean, that would make <laughs> you spill your drink. Okay. Next subject, dreams about dying. Death is another common subject of dreams. 
and one that can be particularly disconcerting. Disconcerting. Dreamers sometimes dream of the death of a loved one or even of dying themselves. Popular dreams interpretations suggest that such dreams reflect anxiety about change or a fear of the unknown. So with me, I dream a lot. I, I had an amazing experience with my dad. And he came to me in a dream. About two weeks ago, I had a meltdown. I was missing my dad terribly. And my dad came to me. And he put his head on my stomach, which is where I had a lot of my surgeries. And he, it was like he healed me. And ever since that dream, my daddy, I, I, I don't have that pain, that in-depth pain anymore. Mm-hmm. I also have a recurring dream about my sister, Colleen, who passed away in 2012. And... She comes to me, and it's really interesting because when she comes to me, she's always a child. That's and she can, never, she can never grow up any older than being a child. So, yeah, dreams about dying. Uh-huh. It can be really scary because, like, death, um, we just don't know what is on the other side of the change. Which is why dreaming mind equates change with death. Uh, According to Lori Lowenberg in her book, Dream on It, Unlock Your Dreams, Change Your Dream, or Change Your Life. Lowenberg also believes that dreaming about death of a child, one can reflect a similar fear of change, especially regarding our children. Mm -hmm. As a child grows up, a parent's mind begins to wonder where the younger version of the child went. Dreams of dying, therefore, reflect a sort of of a mourning for the passage of time. Studies have also shown that those approaching the end of life and loved ones around them experience significant and meaningful dreams. Often relating to a comforting presence, preparing to go, watching or engaging with the deceased loved ones or one, waiting, distressing experiences and unfinished business. So, yeah, those can be really healing dreams in a way, you know, it's how you and you can take it as a way of healing. Now, the next one I have is dreams about taking a test. Okay. Have you ever had that dream? I have. I have. I still have that dream. (laughs) And I finished college years ago. Okay. Studies. Why do we have those dreams? Well, okay. They're common as well. According to Craig Hamilton Parker, author of The Hidden Meaning of Dreams, taking an exam in your dream might reveal an underlying fear of failure. I think we all have that. Right. And then examinations are stressful experiences in which You are made to face up to your shortcomings, he writes. To dream of falling an exam, being late for work, or being unprepared shows that you feel unprepared for the challenges of waking life. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Dreams about infidelity. 
I think everybody has that, whether you're single or not. It doesn't have to be a partner or a wife or a husband. You could dream about infidelity, about um, your job mm -hmm. or anything. But it says dreaming that your spouse or romantic partner is cheating on you with someone else can be incredibly distressing. In some cases, people even start to wonder if the dream might really be true. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Speaking yeah. of which, I have a question. Yeah. I was just thinking about this. Being a medium like you are, how can you tell that what you okay? How can you tell the difference between a dream and something that's related to your ability as a medium? Can you repeat that again? I gotta really think about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, mediums see stuff, you know, in their mind's eye, right? So let's say you wake up in the morning and and, and you and and, and you want to write down. You know, your dream or whatever. How can you tell the difference between your what what comes up as your ability as a medium, as opposed to what a dream is? That's a really good question, and I don't know the answer to that. Okay, fair enough. I'm just curious. Well, but that's really really intriguing. Anyways, to get back to dreaming. An unfaithful partner means what's happening. Um, we already went over fears of infidelity. Uh, it also tests the limits of reality. According to Eve A. Adamson and Gail Williamson, authors of Complete Idiot Guide Dreaming Dictionary, states that dreams about infidelity indicate issues with trust loyalty, communication in a relationship. So I think it's less to do with like a sexual thing and it's more to do with trust, loyalty, and communication in a relationship. Mm -hmm. If your partner cheated in your dream, one of you isn't getting what you need from that relationship right now. That makes sense. Oh, dreams about flying. We kind of touched on oh, that. Yeah. It kind of correlates with dreams about falling. They're kind of the same way. They kind of over, they're parallel to one another. Right. Flying dreams can be exciting and even liberating, but they uh -huh. can also sometimes be quite frightening, especially for those afraid of heights. According to Tony Crisp, author of Dream Dictionary, dreams about flying often have two very different sides. Uh -huh. They can represent feelings of freedom and independence. But on the other hand, they can also indicate a desire to flee or escape from the realities of life. Interesting. Flying alone occurs most frequently, he writes, showing the independent aspect of flying. But because it often involves positive feelings of pleasure, flying may depict our sexuality, especially aspects of it expressing freedom from social norms and restraints. Have you ever had a dream about flying? Absolutely. Frequently. 
<laughs> now, this ship has sailed with me, but dreams about pregnancy. However, women can have these dreams even if they're far beyond the birth staging years. Dreams interpret often suggest that dreams about pregnancy represent everything from creativity to fear. David C. Lohoff, the author of Dream Dictionary, believes that pregnancy dreams might sometimes represent a woman's fear of being an inadequate mother. Hmm. According to Tony Chris, he suggests that pregnancy dreams indicate that the dreamer is developing some area of potential or deepening a relationship. Dream interpreter Russell Grant writes that these dreams also prefers, uh, they presage difficult times. Oh my, Jin Jin. Someone wants to be on the radio. <laughs> yeah. He gets so jealous when I'm talking on the phone or to a computer. Come here, Jin Jin. Um, also, there's other common dream themes, mm -hmm. such as being un unable to find a toilet. Unable arriving someplace late, having a massive wave approaching you, and finding money. Okay. For my own personal guess, what these other common themes and dreams mean, this is just a hunch. Right. I've had, to I've had dreams about a toilet before. It's not a pleasant subject. But according to Yahoo, it may be a sign that we're not allowing ourselves the basic needs in life. Uh -huh. We might be too busy, too engrossed, too caught up with caring for something or someone else so that we forget to take care of our most fundamental requirements. Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, with, with interpretation like this, because like you say, I'm hearing stuff from you that I've never heard before. And so it, it's drawing me in even more now to, to listen to you because I've never heard of a lot of these interpretations. This is good stuff. Yeah. A lot of this is, um, you know, I, I remember uh, seeing a doctor who had me express and my dreams and, and he would interpret them for me at the time. And it was very healing. Nice. nice. Arriving late. Uh, my own thoughts. Uh, oh, well, my own thoughts and what I got off of YouTube. And I can't, mm -hmm. I don't remember who wrote this. Okay. It's all good. But it's, it's kind of obvious when you arrive late. It means it could indicate that your life is causing added stress and anxiety during your waking life. That you can often result in dreaming of being late. Okay. Disturbing and scary. Um, yeah, a lot of people have those dreams as well. Now, have you ever had dreams of deep water yes yeah that's scary if you're dreaming of big waves 
You may feel panic or fear during the night. In order to understand the meaning of these dreams, it is important to understand the meaning of the sea and the water in general first. You know, I love the ocean. Mm -hmm. But ever since I saw Jaws as a little girl, I'm scared to go into the ocean. Okay. I just oh. don't like deep water. I've always had a thing about deep water. Yeah, I can, about the only water, I can, I can go into the ocean about maybe up to my knees. But more than that, I'm scared. Right. And like I said, it was that darn Steven Spielberg movie jaws that did it for me okay i think it did it for a lot of people but i mean it's just a thought too that but my father always had a saying because he he, he was uh in the coast guard in world war ii wow and he always had a saying about about that even when you're in the middle of the ocean you're never more than a mile or two from land hmm. and it makes sense because you figure out the deepest parts of the ocean you're looking at a mile or two you know, down on the bottom. And that's what he was talking about. And to me, even when I went shark, uh, shark cage diving in Hawaii, <gasps> I remember looking down through the cage and thinking, if this cage, you know, somehow like gets disconnected from where I'm at, the only, the only direction to go is down and there's nothing below me. That's all I could think about. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Nice little, that would have been yeah but that was my thought i thought boy if this thing disconnects or something happens boom i'm doomed yeah right you're a you're a courageous adventure <laughs> seek finder huh <laughs> i try <laughs> I, I have a, a girlfriend um bj resnick and yeah. she got her captain's license cool. she also dived with the sharks she showed me the a video of that and it, it it gave me chills oh yeah it's a really cool experience you know if, if you ever go to hawaii you have to do it you have to try it i've never had that exp i i would love to go to hawaii unfortunately it's so sad what happened with all the fires in maui yes oh yeah it is oh. i have friends over there oh yeah oh yes oh yes I was more, I was, huh go ahead charlotte I was really worried about the banyan tree because there's that they have that banyan tree that's huge, really huge, and it's it's been there forever. And I, I was really worried that maybe that got damaged to the point that it wouldn't come back. But I recently heard that the banyan tree was okay, so that's oh, kind of cool. yeah, yeah. What were you going to ask? Okay, have you ever had a dream about finding money? Never. I wish I would. Oh, I've had dreams where I go up to the ATM and money just starts flying at me like silly string. I need your dreams. <laughs> and you don't want all of them. <laughs> when you dream about finding money, it's often an indication that you want to change who you are. Okay. A lot of dreams have those things they, that you want to change who you are. This is especially true if you dream about finding a purse or a wallet. It shows that you are changing what you value, which ultimately reflects your identification and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, this is a fairly normal change. 
I'll be thinking about these for the next week. I mean, this is this is interesting stuff to me. Well, it would be really fun. I can't afford it, but it would be really fun to go to like a real professional dream analysis. But I don't have the patience to write my dreams every night when I wake up. I don't either. That's not my thing in the morning. I have a certain pattern that I'm on and I don't want to deal with it, you know? But it would be fascinating to find out, though. It would. It really, really would. Do you have a, a dream that you remember that really shocked you or rocked you out of your cage? I think it's the one I told you guys about. I think it's the one about the guy walking around my house, you know, where I could actually see his... I can still, I, even right now in my mind's eye, I can still see the dark shape of the hat walking, you know, on the shoulders, walking by the window. Wow. Yeah, that, that would one, be scary. That one really bugged me, yeah. I mean, it really bugged yeah. me to this day. And even now when I'm in that room, I look at that window and I think about it. Absolutely. You know? Because yeah. who'd have figured? Who'd have figured it was going to be there? Hmm. You know, do you dream in color? I do. I do too. And what's really, I guess it's our creative minds. Creative people tend to dream and see everything. Like when you dream in color, you can see every little detail. That's how I dream. I can see, like when I dream, I can see the wallpaper on the wall and I can actually see the little designs and crevices and uh -huh. I had a dream. Do you remember Willy Wonka? Yes. I love that movie. The first one with Gene Wilder. Right. Do you remember when the kids come through and they lick the wall? Yes. And one is grape and one's strawberry and one's lemon. Strawberry. Yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. that dream where I'm licking that wall. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Jerry I... has a question about nightmares. Okay. Hi, Jerry. Your sister's in the chat room, too. Hi, Cappy. So, when, I mean, you know, we've talked about falling dreams, which could be kind of a nightmare. You know, um, are there ways to. I don't know if you've done the research with this far. Are there ways to control your dream before you actually go to bed? Like, I know, like, like, like not watching horror movies before you go to bed, you know, things like that. I can't really watch horror movies before I go to bed because it disturbs me too much. See, there's where you get the nightmares. See? And what's really interesting is that, um, you have to dream in life. You have to dream in life because it repairs your brain. It it it, it helps you assimilate your your waking life. Mm -hmm. If you don't dream, if you don't dream, then I mean. People can go a long period of time without sleep. That's proven to be right. true. But dreaming is such an integral part of our 
healing and preparing ourselves to meet the next day. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we talk about nightmares, like you say, you know, we, we, we just talked about, you know, watching bad, scary TV or watching scary movies, but can a nightmare, ref- like, like you say, can, can a nightmare reflect stress that you're going through in life? I guess it can, because we kind of talked about that earlier too, huh? So if you're yeah. under some kind of stress, like like at work or, or your kids are driving you insane or 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 whatever, I mean, you're, you're gonna if you don't blow, if you know, if you don't like loosen yourself up before you go to bed, that's gonna go in. That's in your subconscious, and it's more than likely gonna come out with a dream, right? That's right. And what I've had to learn to do is meditate before I sleep, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But. I try to meditate before I go to bed or play some real pretty music. Mm -hmm. I can't listen to ruckus. I love rock and roll. That's my favorite genre. But I can't listen to rock and roll before I go to bed because I get too wound up. Mm -hmm. But if I listen to some pretty melodic music like Inya or, you know, something like that, then it really relaxes me. Mm Mm-hmm. I always uh, used to read books before I went to bed, but then I had to watch what I was reading because the books would give me nightmares. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I think it's a thing, and I'm not I'm not a dream expert, guys. No way in form am I a dream expert, but I think it's a thing that before you go to bed... You know what was the... Remember the Brady Bunch? What would he would say when they were fighting? Yeah, yeah I think I remember that episode. They always have to resolve it before they went to sleep. And I think that's that does it for dreaming too, because you know cases that we've had as paranormal investigators can attest to this too, where a husband and wife have been fighting, and they don't resolve it, and they go to bed, and the next thing you know, there's poltergeist activity going on, because one of the two is causing it, because the yeah, energy could happen, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, so I think that there's a lot to that, where where before you go to bed, you have to resolve it in any negativity. You know, anything right. that might bother you. Because you'll either have nightmares, or I'm not saying poltergeist activity will happen, but something will occur, you know, because, because of your mindset when you go to bed. Right. And I think when couples try to resolve, you know, you can't always resolve your your arguments or fighting before you fall asleep. Right. But if couples try to resolve that before they go to bed. I think it just helps the relationship too. But if they can't, then they put it on pause and then they talk about it hopefully the next day. Right. A lot. And also I wanted to touch on the fact that a lot of times dreaming can give you answers for things going on in your life that you want clarification for like before you fall asleep you say please give me some answers in my dream and a lot of times that can help as Uh well I mean I don't remember exactly how many hours of our lifetime we sleep uh but it's all it's almost half our lifetime that we're in in the dream state or right a third. Michael said a third of our life we're, dream- we're sleeping. 
one third of our life. That's a lot. It is. Now let's talk about this. I know people are interested in this, but when you're dreaming, having psychic connections with, with your deceased relatives, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. I touched on my dad and yeah. my grandpa Skeeter always comes to me in dreams as well. Is that them reaching out to you or is that you reaching out to them? I you think know? it's some of both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do they give you definite messages you know, in the dreams or is it just played out as something that you have to interpret? And I know the ones I have about my family. Once in a while I'll get a definite message, but otherwise it's it's something that's taking place. Like I might even be a little kid in the dream. You know, when my mom and dad are there and, and, and you know, we're all interacting and making food or something, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it hard? I mean, is, when somebody passes away in your life, I mean, is it hard? I mean, do they need, because you're a medium, do, do they need time to transition before you're, you're able to see them in, in, in dreams? I think that's a question that will be answered when we uh, we pass pass on to the okay. other side. Okay. 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 So tell me more. I'm intrigued about dreams. Oh, there was one subject dreaming of becoming famous. There we go. That's my dream right there. Boom. Let's do it. Yeah, I know that's your dream. That's why I brought it up. I know that's your dream. So do tell. Dreaming of becoming famous. It used to be my dream, but it's not so much anymore. I think it's my dream is really to have good health at this point. Mm -hmm. Health is number one. That's what I dream for. Good health and, um, of course, peace in the world. And those are my dreams. Why do people dream of becoming famous? Is it because the, the, uh, you can say what you want. I'm not going to be mad. I don't care. But why do people oh, dream? Hold on. Let me why do people yeah, I, 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 that is a really good let me look that up because I know there's people that that, that do dream that I mean I've talked I, I mean, you know even during my paranormal travels I have talked to a lot of people who dream who have those dreams of becoming famous and it must be you know I don't know if it's and I'm not going to say it's a lack of something because that's not fair to that person but mm -hmm. it's just it's just you know I think we all strive for better things in our lives and I think sometimes that struggle can get so overwhelming that you do dream of becoming famous. I mean, you, you listen to stories about like Madonna or you listen to stories about Elvis or you listen to you know, different stars where they, 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 they spent their daytime looking at movie magazines and stuff because right. they were dreaming of, 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 of looking like that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, the curiosity to what the interpretation is from the clinical side of that as to you know, why, why people do that. Right. There's always a clinical interpretation. Doesn't matter where you're at. Well, um, here I have to dream of being famous, suggest that you will 
have trouble achieving some of your ambitions and goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dream of okay. famous people means you doubt your own ability to rise to a high status. I don't really dream about famous people. And I really don't dream about being famous. That's never been one of my dreams. Right. But well, it would be cool. fun. It would be fun. It is fun. Oh, here's one. Dreaming of a dead celebrity. This is, oh, yeah. I'm getting sure that off of, uh, yeah. Yahoo. Okay. I don't know who wrote that. I can't cite it, but it's off of Yahoo. She got it off of Yahoo, Gary. All right, go ahead. Why do people... Let's see. Oh! Okay. What does it mean when a celebrity dies in a dream? When a celebrity dies in your dream, it's probably not about the celebrity. It may lie in who or what that particular celebrity represents to you. Also, you may dream about your pet dying. We, we didn't talk about pets. No, let's talk about pets. Okay. What does it mean to dream about a pet's death? And this, again, is off of Yahoo. Right. Okay, according to therapist and dream expert Leslie Ellis, PhD, dreams following the death of a loved one, be it a pet or a person, are quite common. Uh -huh. They are not always comforting, but they do seem to move the grief process forward. And typically grief is exactly what these dreams are all about. Interesting. But can a pet come visit you just, just, just like your, your mother or father can come visit you after they pass, right? They, they can still come back and see you in dreams. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Do you remember my pug? Our pug, yes. Pugsley? Yes. Okay. It was 2011. I was living with Michael and his mom, Loretta. And I was working like these really hard shifts at the hospital. That's when I was doing my um, UMR nurse case management job uh -huh. coordinator. And it was right before Colleen died and Pugsley came to me and it was like, he was reassuring me everything was going to be okay. And then that was like shortly after he died as well. So yeah, I think animals can definitely come. I took care of a hospice patient one time and she dreamt that a cat would come up to her um, and every right before she died the cat would come up to her a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer interesting yeah well, my dad had a near-death experience at Kaiser once. He um, he had had pneumonia, and I guess he coded. And he looked down at the at, at the at the foot of the bed, and, and there was a German Shepherd there. Wow! And he recognized it as a dog that he uh, had. I, I don't know if he. I don't think he handled it in the Coast Guard, but he knew the dog, and he was able to have a shipped home after World War II. Wow. And so it became a, it became a pet for the family, and he even he says he even got up, you know, left his body, walked over, was petting this dog, 
And the dog turned to leave, and he wanted to go with it. The dog, and then he heard his head. He doesn't know if he came from the dog or where, but he heard, it's not your time. And so fascinating. the dog went on. My dad went back into his body and then came to, and the nurses were standing over him. But he, he vividly remembered seeing that dog at the foot of his bed. Now, whether it was a dream or whether he had not out-of-body out experience, who knows? But, yeah. When I lived in San Jose, we lived next door to a family that raised German Shepherd show dogs. Mm-hmm. And they gave us a dog named Hurricane. And that was my German Shepherd dog. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with Hurricane. I would go out and talk to him every day. And I remember we had to give Hurricane away because he got too attached to me. And he bit or he attempted to bite a neighbor mm -hmm. girl. But, but yeah. I, I definitely think, oh, and the, and the other dream I had is when my, one of my best friends, who's no longer here, Liz Martinez, mm -hmm. she had a German Shepherd dog as well. And I remember she came to me in a dream and before she would descend to the next level, she showed me a picture of her walking on the beach with her dog. Her dog was named Tyrone. And I had that dream, too, and I knew she was going to be okay. Right. You know, the dreams that I've had about my animals, and I don't know if anybody else has had, you know, dreams like this, but I can actually feel their fur in my fingers. I, you know, I don't know if they're physically physically here when I'm dreaming about them or what, but I can actually, you know, feel them. I can feel the weight of them, on, you know, like on my lap or, or in bed with me, you know, laying in bed with me, and then when I reach over, I, I can feel their fur. Wow. It's that real. Yeah. That's so maybe it's both. Maybe, you know, maybe they're coming to me in a dream and may, maybe they're manifesting next to me. I don't know. But I don't know if anybody else has had, a, had that experience with their deceased pets or not. Yeah. But that's been my experience with mine, you know, as far as the dream, as far as the dreaming part goes. Right. And I do find it interesting, like we were talking about earlier. I know my mother came back right away in a dream. Um, this dog, Reba, the dog that I had that died a couple of year and a half ago, she came back to me right away in the dream, you know, within a couple of days of passing. But there are people that don't come back right away. So, you know, like we were talking about, there must be some kind of transitional period in there, depending on the person, you know, once they pass, because they right. you, know, you will have contact with, with people in, in your pets and dreams. There's no That's question about true. it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, don't lose heart. If you lose an animal, don't lose heart because you will see them again. They're there, you know. And I think interesting. Yes, I think that, like we pick our parents and our family, we pick our pets, and they pick us. I now that that I definitely believe in. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've got a rat terrier that's seventeen years old in the other room. That's a prime example of that. You know, just. A friend of ours found him wandering down a busy street. He jumped in the car with my friend. They brought him over. I was back in my office, way in the back of the house. Dog came through the front door, didn't even check out the rest of the house, went running down the hallway, jumped into my lap. Oh. So he chose me. Oh, definitely. You know, so there is there's definitely something to that. Yes. 
I agree wholeheartedly. Jin Jin is 17 years old. Boy, that went fast. Too fast. We adopted him when he was about eight. He was two days from being put down at the SPCA. Yeah. And we adopted him. Uh, one of the nurses told me that overcoming my health and my healing, I it would be prudent of me to get an, a, a pet. Mm -hmm. I'm allergic to cats, so of course I like dogs. So my mom and dad gave me a gift certificate for Christmas for a hundred dollars, and and um, we Michael and I went down to the SPCA, and I got and we found Jinjin. Mm -hmm. He's your soul dog. Oh, he is. He's one of them, definitely. That is cool, yeah. I know yeah, Jesse is one of your soul dogs and Reba. Absolutely. Yeah, Reba. Definitely. Reba. Yeah, Gypsy and Reba. That was another connection with Gypsy. Yes. But Buddy, I mean, I never expected that. You know, but I, I didn't even know that Alan had brought a dog here. You know, I think he brought it over because he thought it, I don't know if he thought it was a Chihuahua or what, you know, because, because he's the same size as a Chihuahua. And so I, I think he intended to give him to my dad, and that dog didn't even care. It just came down the hallway and jumped in my lap. Sucker, Aww. right? Sucker. So here we are, all this, all this time later, you know, because I got him when he was three. So I mean, that's it's been fourteen years with him. Yeah. So he's my guy. He's my guy. He chose me. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pets are pets are something else together. You know, dreams are interesting because dreams can reflect what's going on in our lives. Dreams can reflect, like Karen says, we 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 can use our dreams to to help better our lives. Like she says, to to put that out, put you know, put something out in the universe to ask and say, hey, what are the chances of this happening? Or can, you know, is, is there a way that you can give me some kind of information to get me on tomorrow? I'm going to have a it's going to be a real tough day. Can you give me a sign to show me? You know, stuff I can do to make my day better. So Absolutely. you can do a lot with your dreams, you know, because you you are an ethereal in a different ethereal plane. You know, a lot of some people believe that we travel a lot of body in our dreams. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, all that goes on. This has been a fun hour. It's been fun yes, talking about have. this stuff. It has been fun. It's Friday night, and uh, you know, it's our usual Friday. Uh, but but it was really relaxing and fun to talk about this because it's, it's a great topic to talk about. I want to thank everybody in the who came into the chat room, and I saw all your messages. I was trying to keep up with them with, with my old blind eyes, but I appreciate each and every one of you guys coming in the chat room and visiting and stopping in. Karen, I appreciate you filling in, and you'll be back next week with a great topic to, that we'll be talking about. And uh, yeah, it, it was really fun. But I want it to really give everybody was. a heads up. Uh, Sunday, we I will be reading. Yeah, I'll be back at 6 p.m. Pacific. I will be reading about Lizzie Borden on Sunday. And that's only going to be probably one or two more weekends because I'm going to be shifting into the holiday book uh, with, with all the dark um, all the dark Christmas stories. <laughs> that was a great book. Right, wow. gonna, Can you I believe Christmas? It's coming. Yeah, it's right there. We're right in the, we're right in the holiday season We've got to get through Thanksgiving first. It was funny because Coast to Coast, because I listened to Coast to Coast in the evenings, and the Halloween night when I came in here to do my, my listen before I, before I called it a night, they already had Christmas stuff on after midnight. Wow. It's you know, kind Christmas of disgusting in a way, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. 
I mean, well, it, overkill? It, it, the holiday is not disgusting. I'm saying the, the, the way that they have all the merchandise out so early. Yeah. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Well, even Michael's store already has half, half off sales on their Christmas stuff. Yeah. I <laughs> love Christmas. Christmas. I do too. You know, Michael's mom was a uh, expert, a, a really, really good needle pointer and a knitter. And she would make the most beautiful Christmas ornaments. And she and I would go to craft fairs together. That was a lot of fun. Absolutely. I love craft fairs. Yeah, they're my fun. mom used to my mom was a crafter and my aunts were crafters and my dad was a crafter. So I always had that going on growing up. You know? Yeah. Uh, Monday, our guest is gonna be John Olson back at 6 30 p.m. Pacific. He's gonna be talking about true paranormal legends of the United States. Wow. So that should be an interesting show. So that will be Monday at 6 30. Again, Sunday, I'll be back here at 6 p.m. Pacific to read from Lizzie Borden. And a lot of people like that book. It's an interesting book because Rebecca Pittman really goes into detail about Lizzie's life. And she's done, she, she does incredible research. Wow. So uh, it's a really Wonderful. good book. But in the meantime, guys, I'm going to say goodbye tonight because we, uh, it is, it is Friday night. And I get to go make some dinner and then relax a little bit, watch a little TV. Start sliding into my Hallmark movies, right? I've heard, <laughs> uh, Eric Storm, if you're listening, I'm ahead of you. I've seen 10. So there. So that's two days. So I got you beat, pal. But anyway, um, yeah. The other thing we're offering, and this is kind of cool. Uh, like I said, I'm going to start putting these announcements like mid-show and stuff. But one of the other things we're offering is psychic readings. Um, you know, when we do them on air like this, you don't really get a good, I mean, it's a good quality reading, but you don't get to interact much with the psychic when they're reading because, of course, we're trying to reach as many people as possible when we do them on the air. So uh, what I got to thinking about was how do you, you know, how, how would it be if you guys could go to a place where you could, you could get a psychic reading, you could actually really interact with the psychic while they're doing it without having to either do it on Zoom or, or, go, or going, you know, into a psychic's place of business or whatever. So we have, we have a Patreon. California Haunts Radio has a Patreon. And I've got some levels on this Patreon, and we're trying to build a Patreon up. And for Patreon members... $5 level, there's a $10 level, there's a $15 level. And so what I thought of doing, and I've discussed this with Karen and Nancy, just to split it up amongst the two of them, is that we're going to be offering readings over there. We're going to have psychic, we're going to have psychic reading nights. And at the $5 level, you get a five-minute reading. At the $10 level, you would get a 10-minute reading. And at the $15 level, you would get a 15-minute reading. Now, once you join the Patreon, because it's introductory, once you join the Patreon, this is every month for as long as you're a member of that Patreon, right? So you pay your $15, you get your readings. Plus you get all the other benefits from the Patreon, which is when I do a pre-recorded interview, it goes up two weeks before it hits the actual show over here, you know, before it airs. So you get that. You're going to get um, private, uh, private, private interviews as well with, with really good, with really cool guests. You know, I've, I've got a couple people lined up for that already where it's a Patreon only thing. To where you can come in and watch these guests and, and ask them and interactive questions and get you know close and personal with them. So the psychic readings would be would either be with Nancy or Karen, you know, depending on on who's on. I'm gonna say who's on duty or, or you know that that particular day. 
but I'm starting to set up dates for that. So if that's something you guys are interested in and, and, and you want a more thorough reading than, than what you get when, when we're just going through this, say, on a Friday night, that's the way to go because you, you, you can have more one-on-one -on -one with uh, with the mediums, okay? just wanted to announce that. And if you want to go check the site out, that's California Haunts. All you have to do is type in California Haunts Radio Patreon. It'll take you over there. But again, you know, that, that'll be a, a thing that's specific for members of the Patreon. But just think about that because you can interact more one-on-one. Mm -hmm. -on -one. You know, if Karen does a 10-minute reading, instead of shooting it straight through like, like we do when we're doing regular shows, you, you can stop her and say, oh, but what about this? But what about that? So that gives you the opportunity to ask the psychic questions to get a more in-depth reading. Okay? And boy, 10, 10 bucks is cheap out in the industry. All right? All right, well, I'm going to let that go. And if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Hunts Radio. Like I said earlier, we're just trying to get our, our followers and our, our subscriptions and memberships up, and we're just trying to build up our audience and all that. And I, you know, and I, and I hope you like the show. I really do. Just you know, visit us at all our sites and check us out. Check us out. If you, if you have a TikTok and uh, you haven't come to see our, our TikTok yet, check that out as well. Anyway, I want to let you go. I will see you guys on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much, Karen Clark, for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Charlotte. I, I appreciate you including me in everything you do. And I appreciate your, your talents and your loving spirit and what you give to the world. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Thank you, and have a great rest of your weekend. I'll see you guys Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a Happy good one.